The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who live in the land of the darkness, that light has come. These words we hear every Christmas were written by the prophet Isaiah more than 700 years before he was The great light of which he speaks is freedom from oppression, peace in the face of endless war. Exalting joy instead of tedious sorrow. Light that overcomes darkness, light that overcomes death. For us, here at Trinity Conference, 2020 has been a very strange year. Some of us have lost friends and relatives, loved ones and neighbors. It's been a challenging year. We struggle with conflicting news about how to be safe, how to keep one another safe. We've learned new technologies so we can stay in touch with loved ones and continue to worship in spirit together, if not in person. The choir has offered music every week. A large amount of joy poured into the choir. In this year of pandemic and political turmoil, separation and grief, we all know something about that longing for life, for joy, for healing and relief from isolation. So perhaps this year, Isaiah's words are even more potent than they usually are. Instead of the distractions of shopping and cooking, traveling and partying, most of us are being still, quiet, celebrating with a few people maybe, or simply by a woman. We long for the light of hope, for objectives that are seen, for a job, and a food to feed our family, for the chance to gather again in person in this beautiful, sacred space. So for us tonight, Isaiah's proclamation is bold. The people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who live in the land with one point in deep darkness on In the midst of the 2020 darkness, where have you seen light? And where has light come from you? So that is part of the promise, too. Isaiah tells us that those who live in darkness, light is coming on us. Well, I can tell you that I see a lot of light in this community. In the food and the money that we have shared and the open table. With our homeless neighbors in Boston, with the Hannah program and the Common Cathedral. I see light in the way you all have continued to call each other on Sundays to share God's peace, to listen, and hopefully even to lay. 
I see what in the post you express through her joy, not that she is in You have seen a not life to be able to imagine and envision the future growth of Trinity's outreach ministries and the formation of new possibilities for the youth here at Trinity and her families. I see life in the beautiful ornament of the Trinity window which graces many Christmas trees tonight. I see light in the leadership of our wardens and vestors who have worked tirelessly throughout this year in virtual meetings to have safe church policies, to raise up applicants for the ministry, to develop and discern our budgets, and to support the programming of the time of your I see light in the flowers being that every Thursday evening all year long to record your own individual thoughts that Robert then puts together so we can all sing one. I see light in the welcome we gave to our new assistant principal and in the ministries he has encouraged us in. All of all of these fights are coming into the community in this pandemic, but we can't meet anyone in person. I see life in a sign on Elm Street, being a social justice committee's offering to help us learn more and do more about the problems of racism and inequality in our world. I see life in the outdoor baptisms and funerals we have done, proclaiming the wings of new birth and resurrection life in ways that we are safely able to do. I see life in your eyes. As you smile behind your neck, when you come to give up your communion breakfast, so we talk into one another in the place of something else. 2020 may have been a dark year, but light is somehow shining all around us, shining through us, in us, and out into this broken world. So it turns out Isaiah's prophecy is real. The light of Christ is here. Isaiah spoke into the same sort of the Indian context, into the 
founded just as only able to speak to the people of this time as it may be to us in this world. Isaiah called for faith in a world where the signs of faith seemed insignificant or unusual. We live in a world that's perfect of faith. We place our hopes in people and things instead of in the God who created us in love. Sometimes when we are really misguided, we shine a bright light into the world of promise and ego, money and power, in our attempts to counter the darkness and the loneliness of our lives. But Isaiah and the writer of Luke's gospel, and even our own Trinity story this year, tell a different kind of story. They call us back to the truth. God was the one who said, Let the light be very dark. The truth is that God sends light this night, every night, into the darkness. The darkness of hurt and pain, fear and illness, the things that are burning in our hearts, the darkness of our common life, the systems of inequality and violence, hatred and division and greed. It's threatened to overwhelm our humanity. But we must trust because we did it. The light has come into the world, and the darkness cannot overcome it. I like to think about that point. It was probably dark, dark from that skiffle behind the evening when Mary and Joseph arrived. Maybe there was a lantern or a candle. This verse is like any other verse, filled with pain and expectation, promise, and finally rejoicing as the baby is wrapped, cradled, and wrapped by his parents. The shepherds came to see him, and the animals warned him to observe his death. The light has come into the world, the darkness cannot overcome. What we celebrate at Christmas, why we fall to our knees in gratitude and wonder if we hear, is that God is here in our world. In the midst of this pandemic year, in the midst of every year that has some kind of darkness, He brings life and light with such power that even the darkness we know and see in the world and in our own lives will not count on our world. The light of Christ breaks into all of those places, healing them with his love, giving us hope, shining forth God's reality of peace and reconciliation between all of us. Tonight we see the baby Jesus lying there in the crib. We hear about him and know the mother's coming from him. God gives himself to us in this way, this eternal hope. Like us, the baby Jesus cries, he laughs, and he runs. He suffers and dies. We see in Mary a mother who bears all the love and the pain of the world in her arms, but she holds him, nurtures him, and ultimately watches him die on the cross. In these imitated stories, we hear because we understand what it is to be a mother, or a father, a shepherd, a man, or a father, or a servant, or a guardian. 
Thank you. 